0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. I think we're going to have a fun Rico Bronia tonight. Not that there are other Rico Bronias where we don't have fun. I guess usually after bad losses, we don't have fun. After season ends in a wild card series loss, we don't have fun. But during the offseason... It's all fun. Except when you lose Jacob DeGrom to the Texas Rangers in free agency. That's not fun. Or the eventual Pete Alonso has been traded to the Chicago Cubs podcast. That won't be fun. But right now we live in a fictitious universe. And a part of that fictitious universe is dreaming of big free agents and dreaming of big targets. And there are two names that have popped up, not just this past season, but really over the last couple of years. The buildup to free agency for Juan Soto and for Shohei Ohtani. Obviously, Soto was traded from the Washington Nationals to the San Diego Padres a year ago. He spends his first full year in San Diego. The Padres do not have great success. And there's already rumors about Juan Soto being traded again before he eventually gets to free agency in the offseason of 24-25. Shohei Ohtani, we all know the deal with him. He's the biggest free agent out there far and away. Even with him not pitching in 2024, he is the number one guy out there. So I thought it would be a fun exercise to kind of debate the merits of which guy we would rather target. And I put in some fake rules only because I don't think the game is as fun. If we start talking about, well, how about you trade for Juan Soto and then you try to re sign him? Look, the Mets are very unlikely to trade for Juan Soto, his name will be mentioned in rumors. I'm sure there will be fake Met trades created, but it doesn't really fit what they're doing when you think about it. As great of a talent as Soto is, the Mets just bought all these prospects. Essentially, that's what they did in the Verlander and Scherzer trades. And I don't necessarily think when a guy is one year away from free agency, we are so close to Juan Soto being available for nothing in terms of prospects, that the Mets would mortgage their future by trading for him. The other reason why I don't think it makes sense to trade for Juan Soto is I don't believe Juan Soto is the kind of guy that would be traded, fall in love with wherever he's traded, and take any kind of discount. He's not taking a discount. He's a Scott Boris guy. He already turned down a mega contract from the Washington Nationals a couple of years ago. I think Juan Soto is the safest bet of anybody to get to free agency, not preemptively signed, and then go to the highest bidder. So Juan Soto being traded to the New York Yankees is not a deterrent from the Mets being able to sign him. If the Mets are going to be willing to offer him the most amount of money, there is certainly a roadmap to Soto being traded to the Yankees, having great success there, and then walking over to the New York Mets. So the question is, would you want to sign Soto, that's a year from now, versus signing Otani now? And the reason I make it an either-or is as much money as Steve Cohen has, and he's got a lot of it. I just can't imagine that he's going to hand out two mega contracts to both those guys. Because I think both of those guys are getting mega contracts. I think Shohei Otani is staring at close to $500 million. I think Soto may get the same figure, but over a longer period of time because he's so young. Because when he gets to free agency, he's only going to be 26 years old. So the idea of giving him a 15 year contract, as crazy as that may sound, ain't that crazy, especially when you look at some of the other long term deals that have been signed over the last couple of years. And even before that, there are guys signed until they're 40, 41. So if Juan Soto fits that, you are looking at potentially a 15 year contract. So I think the two contracts are mega deals. While they may not be 100% comparable, I think they're comparable in terms of you're not giving out two of them. You know, even Steve Cohen would have to make the decision between one or the other. And that's where this exercise comes in. You've got two baseball players separated by about four years in age. Both offer very different skill sets. One offers this mega attraction slash talent we've never seen in Otani who can hit and pitch. And the other guy in Juan Soto has started off his career in like this ridiculous way. He comes up at 19 years old and already shows one of the great batting eyes you'll ever see and puts up amazing numbers. And by year two, at age 20, he's not only a top 10 MVP vote getter, he's contributing big time in the World Series to the point where if Steven Strasburg doesn't exist, Juan Soto is the World Series MVP. We're talking about a 20-year-old winning the World Series MVP. And then obviously the rest of the career numbers, which we'll get into, some of which offer concerns. So the question today that we will discuss and get a lot of your opinions, I put that poll out on Twitter to kind of see and taste the temperature overall of Met fans on this. And obviously Hoff will give his side. I'll give my side is simply which of these two mega free agents would you rather see the New York Mets sign? Juan Soto in 2025. Shohei Otani right now in 2024. There are a few advantages for each guy that we have to admit right off the top. We are as humans, we want things now. It's like our kids. Pete has kids. I have kids. If we tell our children, we're going to buy them a toy, but they need to wait a full year versus we're going to get you a toy that maybe isn't as good, but you get it right now, Pete. Isn't every one of your kids going to say, give me the freaking toy right now?
1: Yeah, of course. No no questions asked.
0: Not even a question. So I do think that, and I'm not implying that Soto is better than Otani. We'll get into that. But no matter what you think about the two players, one of the players is available right now. The Mets could sign him in two weeks, essentially. He's a Met. He's helping our team out in 2024. Soto, on the other hand, is awake. So, I do think without question, that's a slight edge that Otani has. The edge that Soto has is the age. You are looking at a guy, and it still seems so weird to even say this. Juan Soto turned 25 a week ago. That means this past season was his age 24 season. This upcoming year, final year before free agency, will be his age 25 season. Next year, his first year in this mega deal. Is his age 26 season. I'm sorry for being so obvious, but it's just remarkable. It's crazy to think about how young he is. Otani's a, a little bit older. This upcoming season will be his 29-30th age season. He turns 30 in the middle of July. So there's a clear edge that Soto has based on age, and there's a clear edge Otani has based on I want him right now. Pete Hoffman, I ask you, Because I brought this question up to you a couple days ago. And I said, think about this. We're going to do a whole podcast, Juan Soto versus Shohei Ohtani. I said it in the newsroom of WFAN. And then other people were giving their opinions. I want this guy. I want that guy. I think the first response most people give is, why not both? (laughs) And number one, that's not a fun podcast. But number two, I don't think that's realistic. I really, really mean that. I think it's awesome that we have an owner that can even put these thoughts in our head. If we're doing the Rico Bronia five years ago, we're not talking about this. We really aren't. It'd be a waste of time. But in 2023, 2024, it is a real option that they can sign one of these two guys. So off the top, which one would you prefer?
1: I'm going to go Otani off the top. Now, do you want to know reasons why or do you want to? <laughs> I want to know your number one reason why. My number one reason why is because I think that the Otani gives you the most versatility as far as hitter and pitcher, and that solves two problems that the the Mets need, so you are picking Otani based on the hope and
0: the possibility that he's going to be able to pitch in two thousand twenty
1: five yes, a
0: hundred percent so. When I thought about this and I went back and forth about these two brilliant young players, and they really are brilliant players. So I don't want anybody to take any criticism that comes out of this as I don't want Shohei Otani or I don't want Juan Soto. I think we would all be thrilled if the Mets ended up with either one of these two guys. But given the choice, what I tried to do with Otani is assume he's never going to pitch. And the reason I did that is because when you're going to invest $500 million or whatever this number is, you have to look at it and say, it's unrealistic that Otani is A, going to pitch on any kind of consistent basis. Like, even if he comes back in 2025, what does he do? Like, how much can he pitch in 2025? Can he be a starter again? Does he have to be a reliever? If he is a starter, how deep in games can he go? And I think that the likeliest scenario right now is that we will actually never see the beauty of Otani that we've seen over the last three years. Because over the last three years, while they haven't been full, full, full seasons, he makes 23 starts, he makes 28 starts, he makes 23 starts this past year. So he's never had a 30-start year. Most innings he's ever thrown in a year is 166. But now he's about to be another year removed from pitching, which he had early in his career when he didn't pitch in 2019 and barely pitched in 2020. And didn't even pitch that much in 2018. Like, he almost went three years with pitching so little before he pitched in 21, 22, and 23. And by the way, was really good in all three years. Like, when he was on the mound in 21, 22, 23, even though he wouldn't give you big innings, and he wasn't able to stay on the mound and pitch every six days, he still was effective when he was out there. But when I think of him, I can't even assume that I'm getting that much of him as a starting pitcher. Like when I give him this contract, I have to say it's a bonus. Like it'd be amazing if I can get something out of him, but I don't think I can view him the way I viewed him in July, which was, this is the most unique player in the history of baseball. This is amazing. I'm getting an ace and I'm getting a slugger. It is, it's very difficult to imagine that in 2025 at age three. 30 to 31 years old, he's going to come back and pitch in any kind of way that makes a major impact because now he's a year removed from this surgery. So now you're looking at 2026 when he's 32 years old and I'm now in year three of this contract and maybe I get a full year out of him, but I I can't even count on it. So I get the pitching thing. And I know for a lot of people who answered this poll, Pitching is a big part of it. Believe it or not, my conclusion was reached for Shohei Ohtani without pitching involved. And that may sound nuts, but I really came to, and I'm going to break down the offensive reasons why I pick Ohtani over Soto,
1: and it doesn't even involve the pitching. What What confuses me, though, is, like, here's the thing is, Ohtani special with the bat yeah. as well. Even if it's the likelihood of him not being effective the entire season, but giving you, hey, we need a swing starter, we need somebody to, you know, somebody else got hurt. Otani's available because he's, still, I'm sure he's still going to pitch and have his, you know, he's going to warm his arm up here and there. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer having Otani three times a year over the David Peterson second a called in. No, I get what you're saying, like. Even if you're
0: only getting a handful of starts, that's a bonus. And yeah, I I agree with you. It is a bonus. But when I look at Soto versus Otani, I'm kind of ignoring the fact that Otani is an upgrade over David Peterson. I'm merely looking at, I get one of these guys for the next 10 years. Which one do I want to hitch my wagon to? And a part of why I've warmed up to Otani, the offensive player, over Juan Soto, the offensive player, and I'll back it up with some numbers here, is that even though Otani is 29, 30 years old, and Soto's 25, it feels like Otani's getting better. I don't feel that way about Juan Soto. I don't. And 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 I'll start with Soto on why I don't feel he's getting better. So Juan Soto comes up when he's 19 years old. He plays a good amount of 2018, puts up really good numbers, 923 OPS, Gets on base 40% of the time. It's 22 home runs. Amazing. Amazing. Doesn't win rookie of the year, but amazing. Year number two, his first full year in the major leagues in 2019, puts up very strong, productive numbers. It's 34 home runs, drives in 110 runs, hits 282, has a 949 OPS. Okay. Amazing. He's 20 years old. 2020, he was great. I know it's 2020. We always have to kind of look at it and say, what do I really take out of it? Here's what I take out of it. He had 350. He had a 1,185 OPS. He had 13 home runs. He was unbelievable. Now we go to 2021. And I'm in love with Soto. I mean, to me, we're looking at a modern-day Ted Williams. And I think I used that comparison on the air when talking about him three years ago because that's what he was. 2021, it's 313. So over a full season gives you that first year of hitting 300 gets on base a ridiculous 46% of the time has a 465 on base has an OPS of 999 right under a thousand. At this point at 22 years old if I am picking one player Pete to start a team with the answer is probably Juan Soto. But what concerns me is what's happened since. And this is not me saying he's a bad player. He's not a bad player. At age 23 and 24, he has not looked like the guy we witnessed in 19 and 21. Now, he still gets on base at an incredible clip, a 400 on base percentage in 2022. But his average dipped far and away the lowest of his major league career. He did not drive in a lot of runs. His OPS dropped. To a career low 853 and a lot of that was after the trade to san diego and you have to ask yourself well why like is it the pressure is it he turned down this mega contract now he's in san diego is it the ballpark what the hell is it? this past season he had a very good season okay a fine season got the average back up to 275 which is nice His on-base percentage was 410. He had an on-base, or an OPS of 930. He had 35 home runs. I'm not saying this was a bad year. But Pete, is that year anywhere close to what he was in 2021? Was that year close to what he was during the abbreviated time of 2020? It feels like, and it's a good year. It's a very good year. But where's the trend up? For a guy in the prime of his career. And then you start to ask questions like, well, why? Like, what? And by the way, I don't have an answer to the why. I'm just reacting to the fact that a guy who I thought was Ted Williams, maybe it's the pressures of the trade. I don't know what it is, has been a really good player, but not the generational player. Like, those numbers over the last two years, they're fine. Like, you put up those numbers here in New York, they're productive. The guy had 35 home runs this season, but it's not what I kind of thought he was trending towards being. And I just start to kind of get nervous about, okay, well, then what is he at 26, 27, 28, 29? It's in theory, the prime of his career, but is he ever going to be as productive as what he was in 2021? And I start to wonder about that. And that's why I look at Soto and say, that's a really good player who's not trending up He's kind of trending sideways towards a little bit down.
1: Well, a couple of things is, first of all, in my my opinion, I mean, 25 is not prime. It's still young. You know, even though he's a, dude, he's a six year vet, which is crazy to think. I still think he's prime. Prime is like 27, 28, 29. So I think he still has time to grow into it. That being said, though, you look, he he played 162 games last year. The walks are huge. It takes yes. away from his hits. Like he's never going to have two hundred hits because he walks so much. That's just what it is. So that that limits the damage as far as he could put up as far as home runs and RBIs. So I I I have to give him a pass as far as like he's productive. His batting average dipped a <laughs> little bit. Okay, fine. Yeah, these numbers dipped a little bit, but maybe it's like. The reliability he done it. he was in a super group like you think about a stacked team, Padres are stacked. You you take the walk to pass out, pass the bat- baton onto somebody else. So maybe that's part of the philosophy in well, San Diego.